Good evening, everyone, and of course, thank you for joining us here at Equine Devil's Advocate on this misly, drizzly, grey Tuesday evening for our Tuesday podcast. Yes, I'm back. I have returned from Goatsville, and I have for you a little goat update. All. Ladies are doing very well. There were no fatalities overnight, which was actually a concern as the temperature had dropped considerably. And not only that, they did actually this morning all have their appetites back. Good, strong, healthy appetites. I did, in fact, call in again at lunchtime just to double check and make sure everybody was okay. And guess what I found? Three little babies, fresh, just born, moments before my arrival. Two little white ones and a black and white one, all from the same mother. And she was super happy and a very attentive mum. They were all up and suckling within about half an hour. It was wonderful to see, and ah. Such a relief, a lovely, lovely sight. And Farmer Chappie is delighted. He is, in his own words, impressed, very, very pleased, which is always a bonus. So it seems in the world of goats, the worst is over, and whilst there is still more to be done, they are all much stronger and happier. So better place to make a full recovery, and I will of course keep you all updated. Now, personally, I love goats. I have a great love for goats. They have such characters, and those little chubbly lips they have are as divine as the smell of a donkey's nose. Now, where were we? Ah, yes. We need to scoot back in time to the timeline of Quadril and Captain Adam. Post, of course, our midweek emotional practice. <gasps> Poor parents! It was most definitely a good move for them to say, "Stop!" Whilst the going is good, quit whilst you're ahead. Now, back in that part of the story, I am still. Bemused and confused at this lengthening, medium, extending trot thingy. That is true for myself and also for Tasha and Spot. For us, this is a non-happening thingy. For us, nothing, nada, nothing whatsoever. There is none of Justin's whoosh as off he goes. Not only that, but clearly he thoroughly enjoys it and wants to do it all the time. And then, of course, Mary, looking every bit like a proper little dressage pony. Yeah, she's cracked it too. But in truth, obviously, I haven't. Not a whiff of how or happening. And of course, not only me, but Tasha and I were desperate. To impress Captain Adam, 
especially as I need to show him my ability to ride and my pony, unaided by the thwack of bamboo, and my unerring desire not to be just sitting pretty as per his observation. So, I came up with a master plan. A master plan that involved the gorgeous girl Delandermere, Sandy, that I have told you about before. Sandy, just to recap, belonged to my German friend Gudrun. And as it happened, Extended Trot was one of the very first things I had seen them execute together so exquisitely when I'd watched them in their training. They had made it look so very easy. Effortless. Now, I have to confess, at that time, I didn't understand her instructor as my German willy was not up to par with the specifics of riding instruction. But surely, in my master plan, if Sandy knew how to do it, then she could and would do it for me. Genius! Ah, oh, utter genius! What a master plan! So, after our not altogether unsuccessful midweek practice, I was so excited to get home to call Gudrun and just ask if it were possible to try on Sandy before 3pm on Saturday before the return of Captain Adam. Gudrun, thankfully, was more than happy to oblige when I asked her. Of course, she said, yes, was her response. And is often the case, life does so get in the way sometimes. Mundane things like, oh, education, commitments, they just stand in the way of such important matters as experiencing extending trot. Yet, somehow we did manage to make a time. It was to be 11am on the very same Saturday morning. I would take my bike to our saddle club, pedal as fast as I could to Gudrun's stable, jump on Sandy and learn, crack it, pedal back as fast as I could, jump on Tam, be on him by one o'clock, execute an exquisite medium lengthening thing by one fifteen at the latest twenty past, maybe, then let Tam rest before three o'clock and the arrival of Captain Adam. That is how it's going to go. Consequently, now I am super excited and I can't wait for Saturday morning. Ah, bemused and confused? No, not me, not now. Saturday morning came and I pedalled with fervour and a great sense of excitement to Gudrun's. Gudrun met me and Sandy was already tacked up. Now, you'll probably remember I had ridden her before, but not as per Captain Adam ridden. I had ridden her as per, well, me, you know, 
I'd walked and trotted round the lanes and we'd scampered round the woods and she was always lovely. So now, into the school we went. Gudrun placed herself in the gallery as she explained the warm-up that was usual for Sandy in and her lessons. It sort of went along the lines of walk on a long rein, nice and forward, some transitions in the walk for contact and connection, then to trot, again in connection, then some stretch, then some connection, then some trot canter, canter trot transitions. Then, when she was thoroughly warmed up, the real work could begin. Great! So excited! Gudrun explained to me, Sandy knows what to do. When she's all warmed up, all you need to do is put her on the diagonal and she'll just do it. Oh, what could be better? So exciting. I followed these instructions and when Gudrun said, yes, she is warmed up now, go ahead and choose your diagonal line. That is exactly what I did. And, from what I deduced, confirmed by Gudrun, was a good, balanced forward trot. I came out of the corner, got to the marker, placed her on the diagonal line, and I went for it. The few words the Captain Adam had spoken were ringing in my ears. Keep the contact, shoulders back, and leg on. So I did. I adopted my falling off the back of a motorcycle, positioning, looked at the roof, shoulders back and leg on. Well, poor Sandy. I think, in hindsight, she was probably about to go. But in response to my, how can I put it, overzealous, somewhat alarming aiding, she did, well, do you know, I'm not entirely sure exactly what it was that she did. I, I'd never actually felt anything like it before. I don't think I really have words to describe that feel, save perhaps odd, awkward and unbalanced would be the closest. But I persisted, thinking I would get there. I am now just crossing the centreliner X when I was majorly distracted by a sound, a most peculiar sound that echoed around the indoor school. It was so peculiar that it quite threw me off track of what I was doing and Sandy came to a halt. What is that? I thought as I looked around as the sound appeared to be coming from the gallery. Good God, is that when someone strangling a cat? was akin to something I heard only probably worse. I saw in the gallery Gudrun splayed across two chairs holding her stomach, tears rolling from her eyes and this noise, this odd noise coming out of her mouth. Alarmed, my initial thoughts were Heimlich manoeuvre, she's joking on a peanut. But... No, she was in the throes of the most hysterical laughter. 
the type of laughter that hurts, the type of laughter that makes your sides ache and your legs curl up, water spring from your eyes, and strange sounds come out of your throat. She was laughing at me. Then. She flipped over with a moan and disappeared from view, with her head between her legs, still emitting <laughs> strange sounds. Then her head popped back up into plain sight, and I swear she was laughing so hard her face was red, and I could see her tonsils from where I was sitting on Zendi. Well, I can tell you, it took her quite some time. To recover, and actually catch her breath, complaining about how much her sides were aching, wiping copious tears from her cheeks, she declared that was the funniest thing she had ever ever seen. The minute she said that, of course, it set her off again. Okay, so clearly, I had been. Highly entertaining, but was it actually that bad? I watched this for some considerable time, where I sat on Sandy, a considerable amount of time that it took for Gudrun to recover from the visual effect of my, how can we put it, riding for a lengthened trot strides. When she finally did, though not fully, recover. As there were still some sniggers and guffaws going on, she actually managed to string a sentence together, and she said, "No, no, not like that. Here, let me tell you." Now, I could, of course, go into the technicalities of exactly what it was that she did tell me, but I think we'll save that for another time. Suffice to say. The sum total of the advice that she gave me was to shut up, sit still, do nothing, and let Sandy show me how it was done. And so, I agreed, and I did. Once again, out from the corner, positioning onto the diagonal, and with a little from Gudrun. And oh my God! Oh my good God! She just floated in this beautiful, expansive, delicious trot all the way across the diagonal, and brought herself back to working trot to the next diagonal. And Gudrun said again, and so again we did. Stunning, electrifying. That type of elated feeling that oh, it gives you goosebumps—it's just so amazing. And you know, I think it was from this that I actually learned something about myself, for which, to Sandy and Gudrun, I am internally grateful. You see, as I've said before, I've always been intrigued to part my butt, tooties, on any and every possible horse. But without really fully understanding why, but I wanted to know what they felt like, and so at this point in time, it dawned on me 
that actually I had found my way to learn. The easiest way for me was from the feel of the horse, not my feel to the horse. And having this opportunity with Sandy gave me the feeling information to understand this whole bemusing and confusing trot thing that seemed such a monumental task. Yet by doing it this way, it now had some identity, some clarity, a sort of a wholeness about it. And so now I knew what I was asking for in my pony, what the whole thing was actually supposed to feel like. It did, of course, remain to be seen if I actually could recreate it on my pony and under the watchful eye of Captain Adam, who incidentally had given me a totally different set of instructions on how to obtain it. Another very confusing thing that occurs a lot in the horse world. But at that time, I didn't care too much to think or dwell on it for too long. No, it was time to say our goodbyes for the moment and for me to jump back on my bike and aboard my pony as quickly as possible as I was actually behind in my schedule because it had taken so long for Gudrun to recover from being so plagued with hysterical cat-like laughter that I had induced. I have to say, I wasn't offended by her laughter because she wasn't laughing at me personally. She was laughing at what I was doing, which obviously must really have been rather funny, to say the least. And let's face it, laughter does create such good, vivid memories that you can carry with you and call upon at times in your life to brighten you up and cheer you up if needed. And so, I have a question for you this week. The question is, do you believe it's possible to take the feel of information from one horse and transfer it to another? Do you, have you, experience that and do you think it is something that we did actually manage to achieve so please do go to our website www.equinedevilsadvocate.com and choose your page hot stuff no not possible because they are all different biscuit yes it does work I have done it and if so, what was the feel? And how did you get it to work for you? And of course, queer, man in the middle. Maybe a little bit of both. And so, please do join us this coming Friday. Barring for life-saving missions or unforeseen things that might happen. Please do join us 
for your correspondence. Until then, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do take care, and we will of course speak soon.